Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be joined. I'm doubly pleased today because it's a good day, uh, much better than the last couple of days and the last time we uh, talked to you guys at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. You're right, Elliot. Today is a good day. I'm happy to do, uh, be doing a show with you today. Is I have to ask, uh, is that a hoodie or is that a is that a mock turtle with it, a scarf look? It's a, I, it was an old navy hoodie that was on sale like the day after Christmas. So uh, it kind of okay. looks like it was a mock yeah. turtleneck that no, just no, got loosened up, but I see no, no, you no. just had the hoodie wrinkled up behind it. Yeah. 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 All Thank right, you. very Point good. That. Yeah. Well, I'm always I'm wearing your bad guy jacket or whatever yeah. you call this, like the yeah. guy that picks on the nerds jacket yeah. uh today. Yeah. So uh, it's a good day uh, because we got an update uh, on DeMar Hamlin's situation. And uh, if you haven't been paying attention or you've been under the proverbial rock, uh, DeMar Hamlin did wake up. And the reports are that uh, the early reports today uh, were that he was holding his family members' hands and that the bill sent out a statement um, saying that he was uh, on the road uh, granted what seem, would be a very long road, but seemingly getting healthier and perhaps on the road to recovery. Uh, since that time, they had a press conference, the medical center in Cincinnati. Marcus was filling me in on that part of it because I didn't see the press conference. Uh, I guess Marcus is starting off. I mean, how did you feel to turn on your phone or your TV or whatever it was today? Uh, what was that like? Uh, I was... I mean, it was the best news possible that you could get. We've been following this for, I mean, since the moment it happened. And then the the Bills tweet out this morning about uh, his condition. And then we got a, a press conference from the doctors at the UC College of Medicine. Um, and I couldn't be more fired. I'm just going to read to you just really quickly some of the things that Dr. Timothy Pritz uh, had to say today. Um, he still has a breathing tube in. He's going to have it in for a while, but... Uh, they said he was he awoke from his sleep last night. He's been following commands. And get this, Elliot. He even grabbed a notepad next to the bed and wrote who won the game last night. Asked the doctors who won the game. Uh, and the doctor's response were, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. How cool oh, is man. that? That's so great. Um, you know, it's... Uh... How do I say this the right way? There are a lot of things that that um, to think about this situation. 
And I was telling Marcus offline that sometimes this can go the wrong way. And mm-hmm. um, in in our family's case, this went the wrong way. Um, and uh, so I know exactly what it's like to, you know, there's just so many things when 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 someone has a cardiac arrest and they don't get oxygen to the mm-hmm. brain, they can lose brain function. And so when I saw that statement today that his his brain functionality was, uh, I don't know if normal was the word used. I, I'm trying to, re- I should have pulled up the bill statement. I apologize, but they, something like functionality. And I said, okay, yeah. I assume that means that the, the tests for the brain activity were normal. And that's, how do I say this? One of the things that people worry about is, uh, you know, when it's a heart condition, are, are obviously are, are they going to survive and mm-hmm. and are they breathing on their own? And those things are all really important. But when you're a family member and you get this information, you're also told that hey, even though this person's heart may recover, they may be able to breathe on their own. Their brain did not have oxygen for a certain amount of time, and we don't know if your brother or your son or your father, uh, whoever it is, will be back, you know? Yep. Yeah. And so when I saw that, and then you telling me he just wrote that note, that is like the biggest possible relief you could have. Well, because, and, I'll, and I'll add this ahead. really quickly. The doctor said when they got that note, it, it told them not only are the lights on, but we know that he's home now, right? Basically. Yes. Like, you know, we, we know that he's he's going to they believe that he's going to be whole again. And I guess is the best way to say that. Right. So they could not have been more encouraging and optimistic. Uh, I, it was a total shock today. It's it's wonderful, man. It's just wonderful because I and again, I, I don't uh, I, I don't want to make this too personal, but I know what it's like to sit there and wonder if that person is coming back mm-hmm. and. To not only know that, as you said, the lights are on, but then they're writing a note saying, hey, did we win the game? You know, it's just amazing, man. And uh, believe me, that's it's not that I want to downplay the heart or the physical part of it. But I guarantee you, DeMar Hamlin's family, if his heart or lungs had difficulty recovering and he couldn't play football, let's say, uh, again, they'd much rather have their son back mentally. You know, I mean, that's. That's to me is the hugest thing. And then all the rest is gravy from here on out. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to minimize his pro career. Obviously, this is what he wants to do with his life. Hopefully, that'll all come back as well. But the most important thing is that he's there and he's um, he's on the road to recovery, however long that will be. And hopefully, that includes playing football again. But if it doesn't, uh, it's still a win, right? Uh, well, anyway, you and, look at and, it. And I should mention, somebody even asked about his football career. And one of the doctors said that uh, the best outcome that's still on the table is that he's 100% who he was before all this happened. So to get that news and, um, this afternoon is it's something. Considering where we were at Monday night, Tuesday. Um, what it's rad. It's just yeah. rad. It's um, Sorry, I had to stay in character with my 80s bad guy jacket by saying it's rad. But it's just... Uh, it's just really cool. It, 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 um, I, I wasn't expecting that. And so I just, uh, I just think it's, I think this, this entire situation did not hit home for me until 
he was at the hospital and they were kind of going through what the situation was physically. And it's not that I didn't care. Of course I cared, but I mean, it hit a more personal note, um, the farther along it got, but I, um, I mean, the bills players have got to be just so relieved. I saw a really great tweet that some people that cover the Sabres sent out that the, mm. they put it on the board in their locker room, the bill statement when the Sabres came off the ice, you know, I mean, Marcus, you don't, you're not, what are you an hour from Buffalo? Something yeah, like that. Even yeah. less than that. Yep. There, there's not a lot, you know, I don't want to say there's nothing to do because that's the old joke, but Buffalo is not exactly the Mecca center of entertainment. It's a sports so, town. It's a sports town and the Bills and the Sabres are absolutely huge mm-hmm. to that community. Uh, I used to work at Fox Sports with the most diehard Sabres fan, and he forced me to watch the Sabres on every lunch break we'd have. And so I learned more about hockey on those lunch mm-hmm. breaks watching Lindy Ruff's Sabres. I think that was Lin- that was the coach of the team. Yep. Does that sound right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, you could tell I'm not a hockey fan. And um, anyway, uh he he let me know. He was like, you don't understand how big the Bills and the Sabres are to our community. And so, um, yeah, it's really, really I, I awesome. I mean, I, I live in the heart of Bills Mafia, and I can't even tell you what it's like to, to live here and how cool it is and how awesome the, the fan base is. So um, I was texting a couple of friends of mine um, about the news of Damar Hamlin today, and they said they were literally cl- crying at their desk today at their job. Like it's just, it's a good day, Elliot. It's you know, it's just a different animal. I I was living in Dallas in the early '90s when they beat the Bills in the Super Bowls, and um, the Cowboys players were like celebrities in Dallas. But the difference is that Dallas has a ton of different things to do. Sure, and as huge as the Cowboys are, it's a little more. I don't want to say it's a little more Cosmo, I sure. would say. Sure. And and Buffalo is a little more. Uh, I don't want to say gritty. I don't know the right word, but it's but a community. It's like a community feel, right? It's their yes. team, right? Yes. And when you detailed the other day when we did our podcast uh, yesterday, you were talking about how the play that the community helped basically shovel out these players, <laughs> you know. Which is, I'm just glad you didn't send your wife because you're always telling me how you make her shovel off your driveway never, which is never horrible um but but yeah man it's just really really great news and and i um i'm super happy i didn't see the press conference um and before we did our pod so i'm really glad was there anything else that came out of that that no i uh, mean i think if you watch the press conference versus just reading it if you just read it you're still really excited but if you watched it and you got to see like the smiles on the doctor's faces it just tells you how excited and optimistic they are like they it sounds like it was a complete you know 180 from where he was at 24 hours ago so um uh, it's just really cool i I, i'm at a loss for words sorry yeah you know and it's it's probably such a blur for that family uh i know for for my uh particularly my oldest brother uh we you know when we were in the hospital everything is just a blur you know you're just trying to Man, you're just trying to figure out what's what, you know, you feel so dumb too, because you don't know, you know, a lot of what they're talking about and you're, right. you basically get a crash course in the human body and how and the, the, I should say, number one, kudos to the medical staff. I hope they all get honored I agree. Uh, in Buffalo. Yeah. Secondly, 
the human body is amazing. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And um, you know, sometimes it's just great to be thankful for uh, that. Can can you imagine Damar Hamlin waking up last night and today and then having his Jeez. family say, Hey, your charity raised seven million dollars. The president called you twice to check in on you. Uh, you're probably the most popular, famous person in all of the United States right now. Um, and that's over the last two days. Like, it's just wild. And Marcus pulled your card out of a pack uh, with some Kenny Pickett's and complained. Yeah. Well, just yeah. about the Kenny Pickett's, but. Uh, yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't mean to be lighthearted, but it's, uh, it just puts me in a good mood, man. It's, uh, it's awesome. And um, I'm, um, yeah, I'm just so, pleased as punch about it. How much is the charity up to now? Uh, last time I checked, seven point five million. Jeez, Louise, man! <laughs> Twenty five hundred dollar goal to seven point five million. Um, yikes! Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, well, it's awesome. I know we've talked about this a lot, uh, everybody, and uh, we clearly we spent almost our whole podcast yesterday. If you didn't listen, talking about that. And also talking about uh, some NFL history stuff that relates to this uh, situation. If you want to hear that, by all means, uh, check it out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you um, get your podcast. But um, uh, we've got picks to do. It's <laughs> we weird do. as it is. Like, we do. You know, I, I, and we I, have I, news. We have I, some, some football news. Uh, this is clearly like the biggest thing of the day. And it's, over, you know, it's uh, we, majorly we should, joyful. But go ahead, please. We, we have a couple of things to do before we even get to the picks, just really quickly. Um, yeah. It seems like today the NFL is going to announce that the Bengals-Bills game is not going to be replayed, and they're going to rule it a no contest. Okay? Where we... Yeah. Come on. Is that not the best uh, yes. decision? Yes. Yeah. Now, the tricky part is, what do you do now with the seating? Um, I've heard two different things in the league office that have been floated around and I've got a feeling one of these two are going to be decided. I'm going to give you both options. You tell okay. me which one's better. Okay. The first option is because it's not necessarily fair who's going to be the number one and number two seed. Uh, they're going to let this weekend play out and then they're going to offer the number one seed a choice. Do you want home field advantage throughout the playoffs or would you like a first round buy? And then the other team, the, mm. the number two seed would get the, obviously the other decision, right? So let's say the chiefs are the one seed. Would you like to have home field advantage through the playoffs or, or in play in round one, or do you want that first round by that's, that's the first option. The second option, which seems more realistic at this point is adding an eighth team to the playoffs in both conferences. What that would do is it would eliminate the first round by for both conferences and you would have everybody play uh, in that round one. Wow. Okay. Uh, I have like three answers. To this the first one is I don't care. I'm just glad. I'm just glad. Good I'm, I'm, you could tell. I I just because yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the press conference. You yeah. know. So this is uh, uh, okay. But um, my second thought would be of the two options, I liked the first one better when I heard it. But now that I think about it, I like both options. I like them both. And here's why. Number one, I like the first option because you're making it so that nobody gets totally penalized, right. you know, because the other team gets the, the it's kind of like, you know, uh, winning the coin toss, you know, what side of the field do you want to defend? Do you want yep. the ball? That kind of thing. Um, but 
the idea of taking eight teams in the playoffs, this is not unprecedented. Yeah, uh, some, I, I go, I'm glad that you're going to bring this up because I actually looked back and looked at us. 1982, correct? Yes, 1982. Uh, the players went on strike. Uh, they went on strike after the second game. So the NFL took the third game of the season, week three, and they put it to the back, you know, kind of like a week 17, thinking maybe the strike will get settled real soon. Well, it didn't. Uh, they went on strike for eight weeks. So uh, the NFL only played a nine-game season. So in order to make the playoffs more interesting, in order to make it more fair, because teams had only played nine games, they decided we should take an expanded playoff field. So they did what they called it a Super Bowl tournament at the time. No division. It was straight up eight. Uh, they they seeded the teams um, one through eight in each conference. Uh, if you don't remember, uh, you've probably seen the footage. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. ended up playing Miami in the Super Bowl. John Riggins has this famous run where he trucks a uh, defensive back on the way to the end zone. Um, anyway, um, I loved that that playoff. That's like the earliest football memories I have. And um, I'm cool with either option. Which one do you like better? I like the option of the number one seed gets the choice of home field advantage or uh, a first round buy because it adds some strategy to it. Like if you're the Chiefs, right? Are you that afraid of like playing Pittsburgh in round one and you know no. just having that game at home? Why not do that so you can have you know you can play Buffalo in Kansas City or whatever? Like I think that's probably the most fair way because then you give the Chiefs of choice of what they want, right? I, I think that's probably the best option for both sides because the other, my problem with the eight team playoffs is we've already seen teams make decisions on players. I mean, even last week that maybe would have impacted it. For example, Mm -hmm. the Titans rested all their players last week because they knew the only game that mattered was week 18. Is that fair for the Titans now in hindsight if all they had to do is beat Dallas to make the playoffs at, you know, nine and eight? I don't know. Uh, no, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, if I wanted to sound fancy, I would say it's a, a very effective query you present. Um, I just I'm just thinking on the other side uh, of this argument, and again, I like both of these. The 1982 playoff system that they did, um, I there are a lot of people have been kind of uh, under the radar have been calling for the NFL to kind of do a straight seating for the last mm-hmm. few years because. You have things like you have in the NFC South this year, right? Where there's no way that Tampa Bay should be the four seed. Right. Tampa Bay should be the seven seed at best. Yep. And and so uh, if even in the playoffs at all, quite frankly. And um, I, they did that 1982 because it was unprecedented. They'd never had a uh, they'd had a uh, a lockout, in, I think in the early 70s, but they'd never had a player strike that literally canceled half the season. Uh, they only played nine games, and so. To me, this is unprecedented. We, we've never had a situation where this kind of thing happened late in the season and it had all these uh, tentacles to it besides the obvious health tentacles, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think either option is good. I get the feeling they consulted with some senior people around the league with the teams. Yeah, I, I get that feeling. Um, but I'm probably with you. It's probably better to do the first one so as not to water it down. Um, but, but it might mean the Lions would make the playoffs. The NFL is probably never going to turn down a chance to have two extra playoff games. Right? I know. Like, that's I the know. thing. It's like, hey, we get extra games, and that means yeah. millions of dollars more? Sure. Yeah. Sounds great to us. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we also see the NFL explore the idea of just a neutral site game if the Chiefs and Bills happen to meet in the AFC Championship. Boy, where would you play it? Indy. Uh, okay. Indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I hate taking the elements out of it because the elements in Buffalo and Kansas City are this time of year are a big, big part of it. I mean, people think of Buffalo. They don't think of Kansas City in that way. Let me tell you, Kansas City, Arrowhead can get oh, yeah. really cold, and really loud. cold and really loud, you know? Yeah. And so, um, man, oh, man. Okay. Uh, but, right. you know, uh, still got the Bengals in play here as well. You know, um, they, you know, they may end up being the, the team in the AFC to beat. I, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about their game uh, coming up and we'll it's have to talk lines. about their opponent. Yeah. All right. My we're going to gonna... not talk about. We're going to speed through a lot of these games because most of these don't matter um, and we're kind of short on time. But first game, Saturday afternoon, Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders to cover that. Chiefs to win. I will take the Chiefs to win and cover. Just too much on the line. Of course you would. Chiefs, too much on the line. I think this game will be close for a while, but I think you'll see like 33-17, something like that. Jarek McKinnon goes for 283 yards and three touchdowns. It'd probably Sorry. be more like 42 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Travis Kelsey line. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, cool. Saturday night, AFC uh, South championship game, basically, or division game. Uh, Titans at Jacksonville. The Jaguars are six-point favorites. I'm excited about this game. By the way, I just remember that Travis Kelsey did have four touchdowns against, against Raiders. the Raiders. Yeah. Man, what if he had another like three or four again? That'd be crazy against one opponent. Um be really easy to just say, oh, yeah, Jacksonville's going to win this game. Uh, Autry's coming back. Simmons is coming back for the Titans. They're going to have Derrick Henry for this game. They had an adequate quarterback last week. In his first start, I thought Josh Dobbs played okay. Um, you're looking at me. Did I say his name wrong? No. I, Did I say Jacoby Dobbs? I, no, it's just oh. one of these games where Jacksonville's talent is so much better but man, they're, I have been I, a little banged up though, but I know, but it's just one of those. I feel like Mike Vrabel is going to be able to muck it up somehow and keep this game close. But Jacksonville had a couple injuries on their offensive line they against have. the Cowboys. Um, uh, with a healthy Titans defensive line, that's a tough matchup. That's a really tough matchup as much as I like Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I know. first of all, I don't think the Jags cover this. So let's just start there, at least for me. To me, it's about who wins this game outright. What are you thinking? I will take Jacksonville to win, Tennessee to cover. I think we're going to get an ugly game, like 23 to 20. I'll go with you on this. I'm going to go 22 to 20. Okay. Uh, I'm kidding. Like, yeah. It's like, that's like the classic. Uh, Marcus, uh, in this league, we, Wheel Fortune. No, Wheel Fortune. Every uh, point right. matters in this league. In the USFL, uh, sorry, go ahead. All right. Next, next game. Uh, Tampa at Atlanta. This game has no playoff oh, implication. Oh, oh. Atlanta, four-point favorites. Oh, yay. Go team. Uh, walk away from this spread. You don't need to do it. Uh, go lay money on the war table. War, like, you know, where you play war? Mm-hmm. Did you ever play war yeah, when you were a the, kid? The card game, it, yeah. Yeah, some of the casinos have war. Mm-hmm. You can just play. I would do that rather than bet on this game. Same. I'll take... Uh, Tampa Bay to lose and uh, not cover. All right, next game. New England at Buffalo. (laughs) Bills, seven-point favorites in this game. Both teams have a lot to play for. New England, if they win, they're in. If Buffalo wins, likely to be the one or two seed. What do you got? 
I'm gonna take Buffalo to win and cover. Um, I I think the emotional toll, as much as the players would be distracted, uh, my guess is they and they're probably not rested. Maybe rested in a football sense, but not sleep sense. But that emotional toll needs an outlet. And sometimes when you're going through stuff, believe it or not, going to work. Well, I mean, a lot of you guys out there know, uh, you guys and gals, when you're going through stuff, sitting around at home, thinking about it, you know, I bet you the Bills come out and play real, really good football. From a strategic standpoint, the Patriots need to get back to their run game, their consistent run game that was so strong last year, I think, Marcus, for them to have a chance. I agree. Uh, I will take the Patriots, excuse me, I'll take the Bills to win and cover this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Vikings at Bears. Neither of these teams have a lot to play for, except the Bears could potentially get the number one pick if they lose and the Texans were to win. Vikings, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, who are the Bears playing at quarterback? Nathan Peterman, baby. Nathan Peterman, right? I almost yeah. said Nate Sudfeld. And I'm like, no. wait, no, it's a different different backup name. How many Nates do we have? Nathaniels do we have uh, as backup quarterbacks? Nate Sudfield. Uh, Does Nathaniel say- Hackett? Count yeah, as a, sure, uh, sure, sweet. Um, yeah, I'll take Minnesota to cover here. Sure. Winning cover. Uh, Minnesota really doesn't have anything to play for, but I think they just want to play better than what they yeah. did last week. So, yeah. Uh, next one: Ravens at Bengals. Bengals seven to seven and a half point favorites in this game. No Lamar Jackson again this week. Now you're starting to worry if he's even going to be ready for the playoffs. Tyler Huntley also has not practiced this week. You know, we talked about, or I talked about the emotional state of the Bills. What's the emotional state of the Bengals? You know, I, I imagine, we didn't even mention them at the top. Zach Taylor and that group have to be overjoyed by the news yep. today. You know, uh, all those players, uh, again, I think in a game, they're at home, an emotional outlet. This is a game I thought they should have won on Sunday Night Football earlier in the year. There's some strategic things on defense that really bothered me at the end of the game. Didn't the Ravens mount a drive at the end they, of the game to kind of put it away? A, a really but ugly that, drive, yep. But that was with Lamar, yep. uh, not Huntley. Uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati winning cover. Uh, um, I'm there with you. Uh, next one. Texans at Colts. Colts three-point favorites. Again, Texans need to lose this game to lock up the number one pick. If the Colts would happen to lose, I believe they could be down to the number three pick. Uh, Colts three-point favorites. I'll take the Texans to win outright. Yeah, who's starting at quarterback for both teams? Uh, uh, Sam Ellinger and yep. Davis Mills slash Dick Driscoll. Uh, it's like they're platooning at center field. Like one of yeah. them bats left. And yeah, I mean, it's well. it's for a low average, a lot of power. The other one uh, bats <laughs> high average, good running on the bases. But uh, yeah, that's baseball, by the way, Marcus. I know uh, it's called a platoon. And I was thinking more. Do, of, I'm thinking more of like yeah. horse racing. When you get to bet on the 11th and 12th horse, you get both of them packaged together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sweet. I, I'll go with you. I'm going to take the Texans to win here outright, yeah. since they, they're not favored. They've yeah. lost every game that they're supposed to lose this year, and now they won that they have to lose to lock up the number one pick. They'll probably win. Thanks, Lovey. Uh, next one: Jets at oh, Dolphins. On. Jets go at one Dolphins. podcast without absolutely right. not. Uh, Dolphins need to win, and a New England loss to get in the playoffs. At home, Jets are one point favorites on the road. Ah. Mm, mm. oh. I'm taking the Jets to win here and cover. 
Again, it, that's wild to me, right? The Dolphins at home in a must-win game are underdogs against Mike White and the Jets. Yeah. But I'm with uh, you. I'm, th- I'm thinking the Jets. <laughs> there's so many different things in this game. that The quarterback situation with Miami, for one. Um, the fact that Miami's defense has been meh. Um, yep. And the Jets are just a better team with Mike White under center, I think, uh, this season. I, I don't think that's even debatable. Yeah, give me the Jets. I hate that. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Sorry, man. Panthers at Saints. This game has no playoff implications, but the Saints are three and a half point favorites. Uh, once again, you know, do you look at a quarterback here? Um, but gosh, do we really have to talk about Panthers nope. Saints? No, nope, uh, we don't. Uh, g- give me the Saints at home, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. Next one Browns <laughs> at Steelers. Steelers need a hmm. win. They need a Dolphins loss and a Bills loss to get in the playoffs, but you've already picked against the Bills and the Dolphins so far. So, Steelers. I didn't pick against the Bills. Or sorry, against the Patriots. Against yeah, the Patriots. Okay. I'm going to give Pittsburgh a win. I think I think Kenny slash Ryan Pickett is going to be clutch. He may not be good for a big part portion of the game, which is always the portion that you underline. Uh, you don't give him credit for when he makes plays when he has to. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out here. You're going to have to give Kenny Pickett. 58 minutes of a game. Those don't count, apparently, but that's all right. Never mind. The first 80 minutes. That's, you went from 50 to 80 very, very quickly. 58, uh, 58 minutes. 58. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at home. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh at home as well. Char- <laughs> yeah. Chargers Broncos. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, joy. Broncos. Two-point favorites in this game. Any what can the Chargers do? Nothing. Here? They can't Nothing, move at all. Right? Nope. Yeah, they, they're they're just that's that's my issue with this game. So this is another game I think you walk away from. There's no benefit to this. Um, do the Broncos just win this game because the Chargers have nothing to play for? Probably. probably. Broncos playing for pride. There you go. We'll see Chase Daniel probably a lot for the Chargers. So yeah, stay away from that one. Uh, next one: Giants at Eagles. Eagles need to win this game to become the number one seed in the NFC. Seems like the Giants are resting their starters. Uh, Eagles, 13.5-point favorites. Does Chase Daniel count as a Nathaniel when we were talking about backup quarterbacks? I think, so. I think about, it's fair. What about Nick Mullins? Starts with N. Does that count? I don't know. I kind of like Nathaniel Daniel. All right, whatever. Uh, Giants, Eagles. Uh, golly, look at that spread. See, I never look at the spreads. I, yeah. You don't let me. So 13.5. We don't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to play. But there's no way you can take the the Giants here if they're resting, especially after they play the way they did at home against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got to be ticked off. Philadelphia, um, they're getting Gardner Johnson back. Uh, they're getting Robert Quinn mm-hmm. back. Um, the big injury they had, though, was Lane Johnson. Uh, yeah. That That's that's the big one. Um, give me the Eagles to win and cover. Yeah, I'm same way. Uh, I saw a report today that like 17 players for the Giants are likely to play Jeez. not at all or to play a My series gosh. or two so full time kind of like kenny galladay yes i saw a great tweet today that all kenny galladay needs is 76 catches this week to hit one of his incentives <laughs> okay let's not be cruel uh, just it just amazes spe- me how little he's played uh speaking of cruel we got uh david blau uh against the 49ers i think that's how you say his last name uh 49ers 14 point favorites uh, yeah, I think the 49ers are going to take care of business at home this week. I think they're probably embarrassed about how they played on defense last week. 
it really defies explanation. Granted, I don't know what you could do defensively to stop Devontae Adams' catch. Yep. <laughs> that was insane. Um, but they also uh, need this game to not only lock up the two seed, but if Philadelphia were to happen just to slip up, they yeah, could be the number yeah. one seed. So they yeah, have to win yeah. this game. Yeah, give me 49ers to win in cover. No DeAndre Hopkins as well this week. Um, all right. Last three games. Rams at Seahawks. And I just want to say Seahawks kind of got screwed here a little bit with the NFL scheduling. Um, this is this is a tough spot because for them to make the playoffs, what they need to do is win. Mm-hmm. And they need the Lions to beat the Packers. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, the problem is, is if they win, Detroit's eliminated before the Sunday night football game. Now, we can talk ourselves into, well, Dan Campbell's team is going to try really hard, but it, it's just going to feel different if Detroit is already eliminated before the Sunday night football game. But Rams at Seahawks, Seahawks six and a half point favorites. I will take the Seahawks to win, but the Rams to cover. I've I've seen um, I'll go with you on that prediction. I, I have seen some complaints about this, but here's the deal: you want Ram Seattle on Sunday night? You know, with Detroit Green Bay, the, here's the reason why they're on Sunday night. Number one, Aaron no, Rodgers. The, the problem it, is if if Green Bay were to win outright, you can't yeah. put that Seahawks game on because they would be eliminated before they played. I know, but just talking TV here, Green Bay is a draw. Green Bay is more of a draw than the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. It's a division game. Uh, There's a possibility, if Seattle loses, that this means something for both teams. And then that's ideal, and that's really what they want. I think that's really more important, but not not to minimize your point. I just feel uh, bad for Seattle, that's all. Yeah, for the first time all year. You didn't care about Seattle all year, and then all of a sudden now you feel bad for them. Go Only ahead. one has to deal with Aaron Rodgers potentially making the play. Yeah, a- exactly. Exactly. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. Can you have a non-injured player be comeback player of the year? I mean, you can. There's no rule. It's not the comeback from injury player of the year. It's just yeah, comeback probably. player of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Just wondering. All right. Next Sorry, game. don't get excited about my question at all. Go ahead. What's the next one? Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys seven-point favorites. Well, the the... Commanders are starting a new quarterback this week. Um, how many Sams do we have starting this week? Sam Bradford? Two? Do we have two? Oh, Sam Ellinger. We've yeah. got Sam Howell. Uh-huh. Do we have any more Sams? Uh, no. That was that was really the extent oh. of my question. Um, there, was, I would, there wasn't much there. I, I will give the Cowboys a win and cover here. I... Because I don't know how Washington's going to play with him, but Dallas traditionally at the end of the season has played horrible in Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of injuries to watch out for that one, including Jonathan Allen uh, for Washington, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson went on the IR list today. Um, keep an eye on that one. Last one Lions at Packers, a game that I am actually not excited to watch at all, but Packers four and a half point favorites. You know, I'm going to have the Packers win, but I'm going to have the Lions cover. I think a lot of people are expecting the Packers to blow the doors off of them. And I think this Lions team is going to be a lot more game than that. But I'll take Green Bay at home. They went on a Mason Crosby field goal. Um, I, yeah, I think that Packers defense, if Detroit's offense comes out fast, if Detroit's offense comes out slow, I'll be worried because they have been so much better at home as we've detailed on this podcast. But yeah, Green Bay to win, Detroit to cover. 
I hate this game. I just I can already picture it in my mind. Aaron Rodgers doing the post game press conference, just saying, "Hey, we're not dead yet. You know, we we battled all year, and you know nobody's going to want to play us in the playoffs." And I'm going to absolutely, I'm going to absolutely hate it. So relax. I will take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win and cover. Of course, you will. You know, I don't know if I mentioned this. I just want to say it. But Eliza Mitchell coming back for the 49ers this week. He may not play this week. I don't know. But if he's ready for the playoffs, man, that team. Yep. Just telling you. All right. Let's recap really quickly. Chiefs at Raiders. We both like the Chiefs to win. Titans at Jacksonville. We both like the Jags to win this game. Bucks at Falcons. Who cares? We'll take the Falcons. Patriots at Bills. We both like the Bills to win. Vikings at Bears. We like the Vikings to win. Ravens at Bengals. We are in agreement there with the Bengals. Texans at Colts. I'm taking the Texans. I think you are as well. Uh, I am. All right. Jets at Dolphins. We like the Jets to to beat Miami. Uh, Panthers at Saints. We hate this game, but probably take the Saints at home. Browns at Steelers. We like the Steelers to win. Chargers, Broncos. What an awful game. Take the Broncos. Giants at Eagles. We like the Eagles. Cardinals at 49ers. We're taking the Niners. Rams at Seahawks. We think this might be a close game, but takes Seattle to win. Dallas at Washington. We both like Dallas to win. And then Green Bay against the Lions. We're both taking the Packers. What's the safest one on the board? 49ers by two two touches over the Cardinals with a quarterback no one's ever heard of? Yeah, that's pretty safe. I I honestly think Pittsburgh's a pretty safe bet. If you're going with one of the non-double digits. What's our line lines, on that one again? Two and a half. Now, one of the things you teased to me last night is you told me there was an unbelievable amount. By the way, I'm with you on that. Two and a half. I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. There's an unbelievable amount of games whose over-unders are under 40 this week. Yes. 12 of them. That's insane. I have never heard. Have you? Do you ever remember seeing that? No. Ever? No, but I got, I got a couple locks for you. Okay. Um, Chargers at Broncos under 39 and a half. Okay. I, I think the Chargers would struggle to score 21, even if they had Herbert in this game. Yes. I, I will take the Chargers. I'll take the under there. And then Miami at, or sorry, the Jets at Miami. Jets at Miami. 38 and a half. You think Skylar Thompson and Mike White are going to just light up the scoreboard? Man, oh man. Um, I'm just looking here at the other ones. Texans uh, at Colts, 38. Texans, Colts. Yeah. I think Texans Colts is going to be low scoring. And I think Titans Jacks. What, what, let's, let's talk total on that one. Uh, I got it right here for you. 40. 40. One of the highest of the week. <laughs> you know, a game that should have some scoring is Chiefs Raiders. Yeah, 52. Uh, that is the highest of the week. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I don't, you know, that Cincinnati Baltimore game was really low scoring last time out. And I could see it being that way again. I don't know. What's the total on that? 41. 41. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 boy, I think I like the Jags Titans under. I like the Colts Texans under. Um, man, oh, man. Hey, do you feel like working tomorrow? No. Nah. No. Nah. Okay, cool. Never mind then. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I got then. We're good. We'll talk Hall of Fame another time. There, there, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, well, I'm looking at this board, and there's so many of these games are like, these aren't even Elliot Harrison specials, man. No, I, are... I thought about this. Like, I, I was thinking yesterday, if Elliot actually watches Texan Colts, 
I'm going to be so mad at him. That's, that's a game that nobody should be watching. What game do you think I'm going to be most intrigued by? Mm, I, I mean, like on the Sunday slate, I would say probably Buffalo, New England. Well, I definitely want to see that for obvious reasons. But if we go outside of that, Lions, Rams, Packers. C- Rams, no, no. But I'm actually very intrigued by the Jags-Titans game. I am. Uh, with the Titans getting all these players back, um, I think that's going to be a good game on Saturday night. But that's it for me. That's my uh, That's my final thought. I always give you the final, final thought. Uh, I just wish we had better games for week 18. Seems like normally we have two or three games that really matter, and we have games that matter this week. But is there any one game that just has you really jazzed up? I mean, I you just talked about the Titans-Jacks game, but they put that on Saturday night. That's a that's a win-and-you're-in game that they put on Saturday night. It's like, And I don't think the national media cares about it at all. No, no. Um, to be honest, man, I'm just jazzed about the news today. So as you should be, you know, yep. you could have the Orlando Renegades playing the uh, Birmingham Stallions, and I'd probably, uh, you know, be cool with it. So how about I'd the Dallas Desperados? My, yeah, I'd pull out my '85 Tops USFL set. It's a pretty sweet set. So I know you don't get into it. No, I, I got into the arena football like in the 2000s a lot. Yeah, yeah. Did you have that like stack of cards right under your Jamarcus Russell fathead that you had? It's only a dollar at the how local long thrift did store. The, how long did that fathead stay on your wall? Truly, be honest. How long was it on the wall in your room? Two years when I was in college in my dorm room. <laughs> in college? <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. And no one said anything to you? No. Why would you say anything about Jamarcus Russell Fathead? There also wasn't a lot of people coming in and out of my dorm room, so you don't need to worry about it. Well, <laughs> that's another podcast right there. <laughs> we'll, uh, on that note, he's uh, he's the host of Locked on Cowboys. He hosts it with Landon McCool. He also covers the Raiders for USA Today, even though he's totally not interested in their game on Saturday, as not he's made it abundantly clear. He writes for Pro Football Focus. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, I am at Harrison NFL. Both of, both of those are our Twitter handles, and we are uh, really, really happy about the recovery. Uh, we hope the uh, speedy recovery of DeMar Hamlin, but we're, we're extremely happy about the good news, as I'm sure all you guys are. And we really appreciate y'all, and I was going to do a podcast tomorrow, but Marcus doesn't want to work. So we'll see you guys uh, next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>